We're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> our sponsor for this episode is our 14-day video script challenge. Yes, we are sponsoring our own show. Yes, we are. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm Daniel Harmon, Chief Creative Officer at Harmon Brothers. My guest today is Arvel Craig. Welcome, Arvel. Thank you. Welcome. So, Arvel, you are uh, the founder of Chatbot Funnels, right? Yes. Uh-huh. You run a consultancy, essentially, right? Yes. Where you're um, coaching people on how to use chatbots in their marketing and be able to, I guess, convert casual viewers and stuff mm-hmm. into um, active customers. Yeah, a little bit exactly. More. Exactly. Awesome. Um, so give us a little bit of your background. Um, what's what's your origin story here with this? Gotcha. So in general, I like to say I've been in marketing, digital marketing for a while, mm-hmm. 18, 19 years since I was like, you know, seven. Right? Yeah, oh, wow. no. <laughs> but no, I've been in it for a long time, right? And over the past years, we see technology changing. Sometimes we jump into it and we try it out. Like I did SEO for a while. I did Flash for all the old heads. I know what Flash is. Yeah, I did a little I've bit done of that. All kind of different things. And just, I just learned to ebb and flow with whatever is happening, figuring out what's the best system or strategy to help my customers get what they wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, so I started out actually, actually as a designer designing stuff, you know, Photoshop, Quark, I mean, uh, Photoshop, PageMaker, stuff like that. And then I was like, I love the design process, but I started making websites, but clients didn't really want to design. They wanted money. <laughs> so yeah. I had to figure out, I didn't go to business school. So I say, okay, what is, how do I make the money? Okay. So I learned about marketing and kind of shifted into there, began to write and SEO for a while. So anyway, long story short, about three years ago, actually at Inbound, I heard them talk about chatbots. Um, Darmesh, the co-founder of, of HubSpot, was at, uh, was talking about chatbots. Like, what is this thing? So I just left the conference looking into it, and I just began to play around with it. And I realized that this new type of technology, this new, this new thing, this new shiny object, might not just be a shiny object, but it might be changing the way communication is going to happen. And so, like, for the first time in my life, I just canceled and stopped everything else I was doing and kind of rebranded myself and began to focus exclusively on chatbots because I really felt like, you know, after all these years, I've kind of watched trends. I watched a social media trend. I watched the YouTube, you know, we see things like, and I haven't really dove into it, but now I decided to dive into it, um, you know, two, three years ago. And that's kind of what got me to where I'm doing it now. Oh, wow. So you were doing consulting and you had clients and all that before you did a head first jump into the chatbots. Yes. But then you said, okay, this is this is what I'm going to focus on. And like you said, ultimately your goal has been, I've got to find ways to make the customer more money. I've got mm-hmm. to find, yeah. way, find ways to help them achieve their goals. You figured this is just another avenue for it. And it's been very successful, it sounds like. Yeah. That's no, awesome. No, no, it's been good. Yeah. Very cool. And you're, um, you operate out of Phoenix, yes. right? Uh, how many employees do you have? Uh, full time, just me and oh, okay. about three contractors. Okay, cool. So we've got a small team and some partners that do other things. But, okay, you know, small shop, just me and my team that helps me out. Okay, so for our audience, for those that aren't using chatbots, which I'm, I can assume is quite a few. Yeah. Um, why should they care about chatbots? And um, can you kind of give a little bit of a, a dummy proof mm-hmm. description of what a chatbot? does gotcha okay sure so a chat bot is i would say is simply 
you know, I, I had this phrase as your, your website is already a bot, but it doesn't chat. Okay. Right? So the bot is just technology. The chat is like it's humanizing conversation and it's real time interactive ways to interact with people while they consume content. Okay. So there's most people know about live chat. You go to a website, something pops up and you can talk to a customer support person and get some questions answered. Yep. Um, and so in general, anybody that's actually really interested in your business yeah. and they're spending time on your website yeah. and they come one, two, three times, they're spending three, four, five minutes. If you were actually there physically, if you could see the person, they would probably not be clicking on videos. They would turn to you and have a conversation. Yeah. They would do that. Right. You're to me, that's what a chat bot is. Trying it is. to replicate a real life situation with technology. Exactly. exactly. But when it comes to live chat, a lot of companies we've talked to, they don't have 24 seven staff yeah. that can do live. They may put it overseas, but overseas is they're just following a script anyway. Yeah. So why would you have a script for someone in another country to talk to your customers when you could put that script into an online chatbot system yeah. that could at least handle 10, 20, 30% of the conversation before bringing it to a live person. That's kind of how way, way, way we do it. We want a company with their website to be able to talk to people as soon as they have an interest really fast. And then if they want to talk to a live person, if they're qualified, then we'll pass it on to a live person, a live rep. And normally that two to five minute time frame is enough to get a live person available to take over the conversation if necessary. And hence the funneling aspect of it, right? You've got a bunch of people that are interacting mm -hmm. with um, that automated portion of it mm -hmm. up front. What percentage of them end up usually becoming, yeah, do you, do you have any kind of rough percentages of how many of them go from making it far enough into the conversation with the automated process that they then jump over and are, you know, um, interacting with a, with a live person? Um, I mean, when it comes to percentages, again, we're either going to bring them to a live person or we'll try to book a meeting immediately or okay. just get an, you know, get a lease. There's three different types of conversions, I okay. would say. Um, and in general, when it comes to somebody on a website and then deciding to interact with the bot, that could be say two to 5% okay. of people will respond. It, it really does depend on the page. Yep. Depends on the hook and why they're there. Like a homepage you know what's you know you don't know their intent you yeah. don't know why they're there yeah but if they're on your pricing page yeah it's a little more clear yeah or if they've come to your site three times yeah it's a, so therefore the uh, we, we program the bot to talk to them differently yep. so the more we understand their intent the higher the percentage is going to be so again that could be five to ten percent will begin to have the conversation yep and then from there how many of those turn into a lead um that can be between 20 to 40 percent again depending on the page yep which is again the intent of the person on there what what are your favorite tools to use for, uh, for chatbots? Yeah, we, for B2B businesses, for websites that are just standalone websites, we are a Drift partner. Drift is a chatbot tool. Yep. So we're a certified partner with them. Um, clients that use Facebook ads and they run Facebook traffic and the social media site, we use ManyChat for that area. So yeah, right now, that's what we use. those are our two um, choices, depending on what the platform is and what, what traffic source they have. So for B2B, use Drift. If it's B2C then I mean you it's generally gonna end up being some sort of a Facebook. Yeah, if it's, I mean B2C, we can still use Drift if they depending on the value of the customer. Okay. You know, Drift is a little more pricey than the average, you know, ten, twenty, thirty dollar product. So yeah. just make sure to get an ROI. We want to make sure that um yeah. you know it's the right difference right between buying some candy and maybe buying a mattress or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Very cool. All right. So th this podcast is called From Poopy Gold. Okay. So we'd love to hear those stories of when you've had a crappy situation. In mm -hmm. your career or life, it yeah. could be either, and you've turned it into something 
positive, maybe even something great. Okay. What comes to mind for you, Arvel, when I when I say that your poop to gold moment? Gotcha. I'd say the core poop situation for me was, and it wasn't like a moment, but it was a little bit of a season. Yeah. Now, those have been. That's you know, fine. Yeah, yeah. And a I, season's a moment too. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Longer moment. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's where you know I was in doing SEO for a while for like five years. Doing um, anyway, I was doing SEO for a while, doing good. This is like. 2009, 10, 11, 12, and eventually Google changed. And um, some of us know Google Penguin and Panda. They, you know, Google always makes changes. Yep. But I was young. I was new in business. I didn't have real mentors. And when Google changed and a lot of my clients' rankings <laughs> dropped. Through the floor. I, not only did I freak out about it, clients were upset. Yep. I was getting like, um, people were taking their money back. They were doing um, chargebacks on credit oh. cards. Um, I got a couple, um, some legal issues or they were trying to sue me or just all kind of, and I didn't have the emotional, mental, psychological um, maturity to handle it. And in general, I kind of, I eventually just quit. I eventually stopped doing business. You know, I just rolled the wave as it, you know, downgraded, found a side contract and kind of gave up doing business on my own for a couple of years. This was maybe two or three years. And it wasn't until, I mean, so that was just a season. It's like, I just re, I changed what I thought was going to be important for business and my life. Let me just give my wife stability. Let's just be, let me just be normal. Yeah. Right. So a lot of us entrepreneurs are doing something because we don't feel normal. Right. right? And so there's that, that, that mindset that wants to take challenges and have risks and you kind of understand the pitfalls, but for whatever reason, I think I got lazy, to be honest with you. I was doing well. I was kind of coasting and I got lazy. Yeah. And then when that happened, it just, I just didn't want to try anymore. I didn't want to challenge. I didn't want to risk anymore. And so it went like two, three years of just kind of having jobs was kind of, it feels like failure. Most people think that's a good thing, but a um, job just was kind just. Kind of on cruise control. Exactly. Well, there's no such thing as cruise control, right? It's a little bit of a <laughs> downward slope sometimes if you're not constantly fighting uphill, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But So that was just a season of a couple of years of no longer trying to be in business. It's kind of being normal. And it wasn't until, actually, it's funny. It's actually podcasts. For like a couple of years, I listened to a couple of different podcasts. And some reason, there was a season of a couple of years ago, certain people, like two or three different people I listened to, were all talking about how hard it was being an entrepreneur. They were all talking about entrepreneurs are firefighters. Entrepreneurs are this. And, and, all, and I've, I've seen other people's poop to gold stories. Yeah. And some reason, I don't know why, and it wasn't on purpose, but somehow those stories clicked in me. And I realized that my story wasn't unique. Yeah. That I wasn't just immature that I wasn't not cut out for business. This was normal. I never knew that it was normal. Yeah. I had no perspective of that. And that simple shift helped me feel like I should try again. Like it's just, it's, you know, I just, all the shame and the guilt and the feeling bad about myself just shifted. And I was like, you know, I'm still in my thirties, you know, my life is not over. You know, it's like, for some reason, you know, when you quit to me, you shut down and you just can't see you know, the future anymore. You're not looking, but something, but somehow things shifted through a couple podcasts through just, I just like, I, 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 I came to myself and then I said, and I just kind of re- felt alive. I felt like I'm oh, going to yeah. try again. It's like, so therefore my eyes were open, right? We know how people filter things with their perspective. You can kind of want to buy this car and then you see the car everywhere, right? When you're in a negative funk, you see negative, <laughs> negative funk everywhere. You see, you see funk everywhere. You smell uh-huh. funk everywhere. Yeah. You don't see opportunities. 
You know, that's yeah. like, even like I'll say chatbots can seem like a shiny object, it's like a little, a cutesy little thing you can try if you're naive. So people say that about Twitter, people say that about Instagram, oh, that little thing, you know, YouTube, what is it? You know, it's all these things that, depending on your perspective, you can see it in a negative way. You can be, you know, cynical and you don't see, you know, some, yeah, some people, again, not just poop to gold, but some people can turn gold, turn poop into gold. Mm-hmm. So the exact same thing, the exact same life, it just, my, my eyes kind of opened up. So then I was just in a better state. So that when, again, I was three years ago, I'm yep. at a conference, I hear about chatbots, and I'm like, huh. And so I kind of take the plunge. But it was just that awakening season, you know, happened, and my eyes are open. So that's kind of my core story of, say, the past 15 years, of 10 years of doing one thing, and then something shifted, and I was down for a couple of years. And now I feel like I'm, I'm back in the game. You know, That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, what What about that drives you? Like, helping them get what they want. It sounds like you've got a little bit of a inner need to like just watch other people succeed to some degree. Right. Or yeah. something like, I, I don't know, but you see kind of where I'm going with this, this yeah. question. Yeah. 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 So I guess what I'm driven by, I mean, I do see my personal drive is definitely to see people grow or get unstuck. Most of my clients are small businesses. Um, a lot of them are, are entrepreneurs got a, you know, construction company. I got various clients, but Seeing them, it's almost like you can just get moving. It's almost not just about getting the success, but when they're stuck, because I've done so many things, you know, me being able to share, I feel like my gifts, my talents in a way that helps them to move forward. Kind of like what I'm saying, like if they can't see the opportunity, if I can kind of, because I do a lot of, I do a lot, I start with chatbots, but I do a lot of things. So I guess you could call it solving problems mm-hmm. and helping other people find fulfillment gives me a level of satisfaction, fulfillment, you know, more than anything else. That's awesome. Solving problems, helping other people. Yeah. That's yeah. great. That's great. So your creative process, you're an entrepreneur, obviously hmm. you're a marketer, like you've, you've learned sales and all these different things. Yeah. What is kind of an ideal state for you to get ideas where, what, what things do you do to make sure the ideas are flowing? Hmm. Interesting question. Um, I am an idea person. So mm-hmm. in one sense, I always have ideas. Okay. I do in one sense. I'm always playing podcasts. I'm always listening to books. I, I love to learn. And so there's a part of me that's always on. Okay. It's always listening and, and getting ideas. Yeah. Number one. Um, however, when it comes to taking just an idea and kind of turning it into, I don't know, something memorable, valuable, meaningful, that process, I mean, it's it's honestly, it's it's probably just... Being in, a, being in a quiet environment. Again, if I'm actually going to put work together, you know, some, when I create a speech, if I actually want to perfect something or create something, I need to be by myself. I need to be, I can either play some music, some EDM or something in the background, keeping yeah. me going, or it can be quiet. But it, my creative process is going to be just giving myself enough time and silence to kind of just ponder, to kind of throw ideas out and kind of just work through ideas. And it sounds like a, a slow process when I'm really creative. Um, it's going to be quiet and I'm going to just be journaling and thinking through things, journaling, rehearsing, saying them over and over again and kind of just work step by step through whether it's email copy, chatbot copy, speech writing or, you know, pre- presentations. It's kind of a slow, quiet, methodical process. Yeah. Those those quiet times are big for me. That's okay. what I noticed. That's when the ideas kind of flow. Hmm. So I have to I notice a lot of a lot of my best stuff comes when I'm in the bathroom. OK. <laughs> and it's and I think it's just a process of. I'm hammering on something, but then I have a moment to take a break and my brain doesn't have to be thinking about that. Hmm. And so it allows 
things to kind of get moving a little bit more. Um, so networking for you, what, what are some of your, what, what's your approach to networking? Cause obviously you have to do that mm-hmm. uh, a fair amount for, uh, to develop a clientele. How do you, how do you approach your networking? In general, I like to go to events where I'm more passionate about. So again, I do a lot of speaking. So when I want to meet people, I can either go to an event and socialize and stare at people's name badges and yeah. look them up and spy on them. Uh-huh. Or ideally, my idea is like, I try to be the speaker. Yeah. And then the they event, come to you. And then people come to me. That just changes the conversation. That's my secret thing as well. Because yeah. I'm more introverted, actually. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, if they can come to me, I'm okay. If I have to go out and introduce myself, I'm like... Uh, <laughs> not yeah. my favorite, but yeah, I like, I like that uh, approach a lot. Well, awesome. I appreciate your time very much, Arvel, and for you. coming yeah. on from poop to gold. It's really cool to uh, hear, hear your story. And for those of you that are listening, get into chatbots. Yeah. Like I said, we use them on our campaigns. They, mm-hmm. they can be really effective ways of turning casual viewers or website visitors or whatever into actual customers. Yeah. And so it's something worth exploring. Where, where should our audience look you up? Uh, you can go to my website, chatbotfunnels.me is the domain. Yep. And you can Google Arvel Craig as well. I've got a bunch of stuff for the past, you know, you know stuff all around the web. Mm-hmm. If you Google my name, you'll find a lot of content, written, video, audio, all kind of stuff. You can go to Amazon, find some books I've written, all this kind of different various stuff I've got out there on the interwebs. Chatbotfunnels.me also will hit you with a chatbot as well. Yes, it will. Just in case you're wondering, <laughs> for sure it will. Well, here, I've got a gift for oh. you. Thanks for coming on. This is our book from Poop to Gold. Oh, thank you. Um, which awesome. covers the creative processes, mm. creative partnerships, and uh, the creative culture of Harmon Brothers. So anyway, got that there for you. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening and for watching. Make sure, su- make sure to subscribe to this podcast to catch more great stuff coming up. And we will see you on the next one. As entrepreneurs and small businesses, we all kind of reach that point where we know we've created something awesome and we want to share it with the world, right? Mm -hmm. And it's that very next step that can oftentimes be really intimidating or really scary or you just don't know where to go next, right? And the beautiful thing about this 14-day script challenge is you get your hand held from, okay, you have this cool product, now let's go research and find the exact way to present it and message it to the world in a way that resonates and gets people excited and they're ready to swipe their credit card and purchase. And in the 14-Day Script Challenge, you get the opportunity to go through that step-by-step with our writers who have done it dozens and dozens of times. You actually watch us go through each of the steps ourselves and create it with a real client, a real product, and um, it's a real campaign that's out there that's been very successful. That's right. And the feedback that we've had on this thing has just been phenomenal. I mean, we get comment after comment and emails flowing in from people all over the world who have just uh, raved about the impact that this has had on their business. People tell us over and people tell us over and over again, it is just a huge value punch for the investment for this 14-day script challenge, and and really gave them the tool set they needed to walk through it and make it happen. And we've had. Um, we've had dozens of students who have successfully taken the challenge, written their script, launched their ad campaigns, and driven success for their business. It's pretty amazing. For more information, go to hpros.co slash script.